Welcome to the teaching ministry of Stephen Fraser and Life of Faith Bible Church, an outreach dedicated to helping you triumph in every area of life. Now here's Pastor Fraser with today's message. Glory be to God. Our God is a good God. He's a big God. He's a mighty God. He's a God who appeared to our father in the faith, Father Abraham. God appeared to him and revealed himself by name as El Shaddai. El Shaddai. And when you look up that word, it means almighty, the almighty God. But it also means the all-sufficient one. He's the God who's more than enough. And he also appeared to Abraham as Jehovah Jireh, which translated is the Lord who sees ahead and provides. So El Shaddai, the God who's more than enough, the all-sufficient one, is also your provider. He is the Lord, our provider. He provides for us, and there is no shortage of provision with God. And so because of that, there should be no lack to those who fear him. No lack to those who follow him. And that's why Psalm 23 says, if the Lord is your shepherd, you shall not want. You shall not be in lack for anything. I said, you shall not be in lack for anything because he's the God that has everything. Oh, I like that. You shall not be in lack for anything because your God is the God who has everything. He has everything and a whole lot more. (laughs) Amen. So he is our God. This is our God. And we got to get to know him as El Shaddai and Jehovah Jireh so that we could put our faith in him to be just that in our life. God can only be to us what we believe him to be, what we expect from him. Time and time again, Jesus in his earthly ministry, he would tell folks, according to your faith, let it be done unto you. He said to one person, he said, they they came to him and he was blind and he wanted to be able to see. And the Lord said, do you believe that I'm able to do this? Do you believe that I'm able to do this? And then, of of course, there was a a leper that came to him and said to him, Lord, if you're willing, you can make me clean. You can heal me if you're willing. I know, in other words, I know you're able to. I know you have the power to. I'm just not sure if it be your will. Just not sure if you're willing to do it. And the Lord answered the question for him and for all of us. He said, I'm willing. Be healed. Be clean. And the man's leprosy immediately left him. But the man needed to know the Lord was willing. So he has both the power to take care of whatever we have need of and the willingness to do it. That's who he is. And again, according to how, we, how much we believe that will be according to how well we receive that from him. 
Now you think about it. If we believed correctly, if we had a real full grasp on who he is, he is El Shaddai, he is Jehovah Jireh, if we had a full grasp on that, then we would have no want, no lack anywhere in our life. No want, no lack, because we would know. We would know, we would rest. We would never be anxious about anything ever again. There'd be no worries about anything. No frustrations, no fear, no fear. Because we know God is here. He knows, he cares. He's got what it takes and he's willing to take care of it. I'm good. I'm good. And that place of faith and rest is what allows God to be God in our life. We just got to let God be God in our life. He wants, you know, he wants to be God. He wants to be God. He doesn't want to be limited by our ignorance. He doesn't want to be limited by our unbelief, our lack of understanding of him. That's what unbelief is. It's a lack of understanding God. Because when you understand him, then you will not have unbelief. I said you will not have unbelief if you don't lack understanding of him. So let's get all the unbelief out. Let's get understanding. Let's believe God even tonight for the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him that the eyes of our understanding would be enlightened and that all unbelief would be driven out of our life. Why don't you just ask him for that tonight? Say, Heavenly Father, you are my Father. Open my eyes to see you as you really are. That you are the Almighty God. El Shaddai. The All-Sufficient One. You are Jehovah Jireh. My provider, you're the God who sees ahead and provides for me. Thank you, Father, for helping me to see you as you really are so that I can believe you and receive you as such in my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise God forever. Thank you, Lord Jesus. So he is the almighty, he's the all-sufficient one, he's the God who's more than enough, and we were talking about last time how our God is extreme, he's extreme. Everything he does, he does to the extreme, or as Hebrews chapter 7 verse 25 says, he does it to the uttermost, he saves to the uttermost. He delivers to the uttermost. He heals to the uttermost. I mean, he don't just give you a little healing. He heals you to the uttermost. Amen. He is extreme. And when we come to him, he desires to bring us into a broad place or a wide place that is far from evil, far from the works of of the devil, far above. The Bible says over in Ephesians that he's made us in Christ to sit together with him in the heavenly places, far above. Everybody say far above. 
far above principalities and powers and all might and dominion and every name that is named not only in this time, but in the time to come. We're in Christ Jesus. We're seated in a high and lofty place with God. We are far above the devil. That's why, you know, that one night I had, you know, we were actually were several nights in a row and we were really going through it. And I went to the Lord and I, I said, Lord, I said, we're under an attack. And the Lord came right back. Now I'm thinking under attack. That's where my thought is. But then this thought that wasn't my thought. It was a higher thought came to me. And the thought was under my feet, under my feet. And I stopped and I thought, now, wait a minute. It feels like I'm under an attack. And I've always, always heard it taught that you can be under an attack. But according to the Bible, but the Bible says, the devil is under my feet. Hallelujah. I said, devil, you're under my feet. I'm going to bed. And that was it. I just went off to sleep. I was no longer going to be wrestling in prayer with the devil. I just went off to sleep because I understood, wait a second, it might feel like I'm under attack. It might feel like I'm surrounded by demons, but the reality is I'm surrounded by God. Right? We're surrounded by him. We're surrounded by, and we're far above. Listen, we are, we got we to gotta see ourselves where we really are. We are far, far above the devil. I mean, that means he's way beneath us. His thoughts are way beneath us. We don't entertain his thoughts. We don't entertain stuff from him. He's way beneath us. We're way up higher. Amen. I said, we're way up higher. And we're just so safe. We're in this high place, in this high tower, in God. And the devil... None of his arrows can reach us up here. None of his stuff can reach us up here. See, we have to see ourselves in that place. And when you see yourself way up here and and you see this little enemy and he's way, way down there. And he's shooting arrows. And you're looking at him, oh, poor fella. He's just wearing himself out down there. Look at that guy go, just running around, running around. Run around, you're just way, way up here. You have no fear. Fear is what brings you down to the devil's level. Fear is what brings you down to his level because you believe in him. You trust in him. You believe his lies. You believe in his deceptions. And that just brings you, it's like, it's like getting in the elevator and just going down. Going right down to the devil's level. But we're not to operate on the devil's level. Come on, somebody. When something of that devil comes at us, we identify it immediately because we recognize that's a low-life thought. That's a low-level thought. We don't have those thoughts. I am far above that. I am far. And sometimes you just got to open your mouth and let the devil know what you're thinking. And just let him know, say, devil, I'm far above that. I'm far above that. I'm far above that. That's not me, that's you. That's the devil. When you know you're far above, 
When the devil comes, you don't sit there and get confused. Go, why am I thinking like this? You just say, that's the devil. That's the low, low level devil. Devil, you're on such a low level. I can hardly hear your station being played anymore in my ears. Because I'm too high. We're too high. Too high for the devil. We should live like we're high. Huh? Just, 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 let's just go there. Let's, let's just go to that high place and, 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 and just be high. You know what I'm talking about? Be high on the most high. <laughs> Glory be to God because you're high. Woo, hallelujah. And when you're high, you're happy. I said, when you're high, you're happy. Not worry about anything. Now, there's a counterfeit high, but that's not for you and I. Uh-uh. No, no, no. We're high in the most high. In the almighty God. In El Shaddai. Right? We're, we're high in him. And so we're just kind of flowing, flowing through life. Or floating through life. Not worried about a thing. Not worried about a thing. And we can put ourselves there. By faith. Faith will get you there. Faith will get you in that happy place. Because faith gets you out of fear. It gets you out of all the depression. It gets you out of the devil's mindset and out of the devil's territory and out of his way of thinking and living and it just brings you into that place of fullness of joy and pleasures forevermore where God is far above far above all principalities and power and every name that is named amen see that's the Christian life it's a wide place it's a high place it's a happy place in Isaiah He said, you shall be far from oppression because you shall not fear. Everybody say far from. from. That's what the Bible says. The Bible says we're far above the devil and we'll be far from. He didn't just say you'll be from. You you, you, you know, you won't have oppression. He says you'll be far from oppression. Far from oppression for you shall not fear. And from terror for it shall not come near you. The psalmist said it this way. He said, a thousand may fall at your side, 10,000 at your right hand, but it shall not come near you. Why? Because you're far apart, far above, far away from all the works of the devil. Can you say amen? See, Jesus came to give us a little life. Huh? And that we might... Live it sparingly. Is that how he came? No, 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 no. John 10, 10 says, he came to give us life and that more abundantly. Abundant life. That's what he came to give us. The Amplified Bible says it this way. The thief comes only in order to steal and kill and destroy. I came that they may have and enjoy life and have it in abundance to the full till it overflows. Are we there yet? Are we, are we in that place where, where it's full and overflowing? That's the place we're supposed to be. We're not just supposed to be on the edge 
of God's goodness. We're to be right smack dab in the middle of it. Feasting. Feasting on his goodness. Just saturated. Just satiated. With the life of God's spirit. That's what Jeremiah said over in Jeremiah chapter 31. You read Jeremiah and get in faith about it. And you'll come up higher. Everybody say Jeremiah. It's about to take me higher. That's right. That's what, that's what the Word of God does for you. All the scriptures, not just Jeremiah, but the whole counsel of God. Every book of the Bible is designed to bring you higher. You get a hold of that, man, and you'll get in there more often. You'll get in the elevator and push up instead of pushing down. See, instead of, see, people, what do they do? They go over to Fox News. They go over to CNN. They go over and they, and they push the down button and they hear all the fearful news. And they just keep coming down. Then they watch this and they look at this and they listen to this. And then they talk like that. And they just keep coming down. They just keep coming down right there. They're right down. Next thing you know, they're right there on the same level as the devil in their minds. Even though spiritually, God's got a much higher place for them. But you see, they've just allowed themselves to come down to the devil's level. And now they're feeling everything. They're feeling everything. Everything the devil's saying, everything the devil's throwing out, they're feeling it. They're feeling it. But if you just come over in the Word of God, I mean, you just get in the Word of God and spend some time with God, and now you're going up. I said, now you're going up. And some people, you know, they just go up just a couple, you know, just a couple feet, and they go, well, praise God, I spent my time with the Lord. You know, some of them don't even get to a full floor, you know. And they're prying the door open to get out of that place of prayer, you know. And ah, they just fall right down there. Couldn't even wait to get to the next level. You know what I'm talking about? Stay in there. Let the word of God take you higher. Let it lift you up. Let it bring you to a higher place. Spend some time with him. And you'll find yourself coming up higher and higher and higher in your thinking, in your believing. And then the door will open. And now you step out into the world, praise God. And you're just up here in the clouds. Just floating through life, being led by the Spirit of God. Just trusting Him for everything. Not worried about anything. Whew, that's the place to be. I said, that's the place to be. See, when you see yourself worrying, when you see yourself frustrated, what does that tell us? That tells us you need to get in the elevator. That's all it tells me. Just go ahead and get in the Bible. Just go ahead and get in the word of God and just spend some time there until that's not where you are anymore. See? Those who wait upon the Lord, they shall renew their strength. Some folks, they just won't wait. They just won't wait. They just go up a little bit and then they jump out. The devil starts calling to them. So they say, hey, 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 you got a lot to do today. Hey, hey. You need to come out of You need to do this. You need to do that. And listen, your phone's ringing. Your phone's ringing. And did you hear the beep? There's a text. There's an email. You better check that. Hey, hey, hey. And the elevator stops. And they go, I got to check all these things out. And then they come out prematurely. Next thing you know, the elevator just didn't make it, you know. Just didn't make it. And they went right back into the devil's attacks. And now they feel like they're far beneath. They feel like they're just under under the burdens of life, under the enemy's attack. 
So sad. Stay in the elevator. That's the title of this message. Stay in the elevator. (laughs) Stay in there until you don't give a care anymore. Stay in there until you're high. Right? You get there to the seventh floor, 17th floor, 27th floor. Keep the sevens in there, you know. It's a God thing. Get in there, you know. And then the door opens up and just smoke comes billowing out. As you step out of the elevator, the Shekinah glory just, just enveloped in the presence of in the presence of God, in the cloud of the Spirit. <laughs> Amen. Praise God. Let's do it. Are you going to do it? Stay in the elevator, bless God, until there's no more fear and no more worried. Don't come out premature. Don't come out half-baked. You know, some people, they're in the oven and they don't finish the thing. Nothing worse. You're cooking a pumpkin pie, you know. You put the thing in there and you, and you just can't wait. And you pull the thing out. Next thing you, the middle, and in the middle, just soaking wet, you know. It looked like, looked like it was done on the outside, but it was half-baked. Half-baked. Don't be a half-baked believer. Let's, get a, let's be a full-baked believer. Can we do that? A full-baked believer. Bless God, and you'll be bread to somebody. You'll bring life to somebody. Glory be. And don't just be bread, bless God. Get the butter. Come on. I mean, get saturated, man. Just, just have an anointing. Oh, don't just get baked, but get buttered, man. And just, come on. And you're just dripping with the butter. Just dripping with the butter of the, of the blessing of God. <laughs> Woo! Hallelujah. I think God's trying to get us in there tonight. He's got some butter for you. (laughs) Jeremiah, chapter 31, verse 1. It says, at the same time, says the Lord, I will be the God of all the families of Israel. And they shall be my people. Now, how people know, that's the Old Covenant, Old Testament. Under the New Covenant... You and I, that are not Israel, you and I are God's people. We are part of the family of God. Isn't that right? right? Look at verse 12. Their souls shall be like a well-watered garden, and they shall sorrow no more at all. He's talking about in this life. I got news for you. He's not talking about in heaven. He's talking about the here and now. Can you imagine? Where your soul is like a well-watered garden and they shall sorrow no more at all. Just, you just can't sorrow. You just can't sorrow. You say, what happens when somebody dies? Well, you've got such a revelation of God, you wish you were the one that died. How, why would you sorrow for them? Why would you sorrow for them? They've gone on to the glory. Praise God. He says, I will satiate. 
That means fill to the full the soul of the priests with abundance. That's the minister. And what happens when the priest's soul gets satiated with abundance? My people shall be satisfied with goodness, says the Lord. Everybody say satisfied. Oh, hallelujah. A satisfied, full and overflowing life. That's the kind of life that God gives because that's the only kind of life God has. It's abundant life. It's overflowing. It's too much. He's the God who's more than, more than enough. He's an overflowing God. He's the all-sufficient one. And this is the only kind of life that he has. So as we get close to him and get to know him and let God be God in our life, we get saturated. We get saturated. We, we got to live saturated now. We're, we're in a time where we, we, we're just, we, just can't, we just can't say I'm saved. We got to be really saved. We got to be like saved to the uttermost. You know what I'm saying? Like we walk around and people look and go, that guy is saved to the uttermost. <laughs> you know, you don't just look and go, I think they're saved. I, th- I think, I think, I, I know I heard them pray. I heard them pray, and I believe they answered an altar call one time. I, I know they used to go to church. I, I really, I, I, I think they're safe. What? What is that? That's not you and I. You and I are so saved. I said, we're so, so saved. So, so saved. In fact, the Greek word for salvation is the word sozo. It's just another way of saying, so, so saved. (laughs) So, so saved. Just so, so saved. Like saved to the uttermost. Like Jesus. That's what it's all about now. It's just about the Lord. It's about following him. Born of God. Born of his spirit. Full of God. Full of the Holy Spirit. Overflowing. And that's how we, just, we walk through our days like that. And somebody asks, how are you doing? You just say, I'm saved to the uttermost. <laughs> Would you like to be? <laughs> Ooh, <I don't> know. <laughs> really, let's just do that for at least one day. Let's just walk around like that. And just, and just let people know, hey, what? I'm saved to the uttermost. I'm like out there saved. Do you understand? I am like so out there. I am like so far from here. So far. From, you, know, you got these little religious carnal Christians that walk around going, you don't want to be so heavenly minded that you're no earthly good. You don't want to be so heavenly minded that you're no earthly good. That's just an excuse for being carnal. That's, what, that's where that came from. That just came from the carnal Christians. That just make an excuse for being carnal. And they're jealous when they see somebody walking around saved to the uttermost. They look at that and they go, they're, they're, they're no earthly good. Oh, you'll be plenty earthly good. You'll be dripping with the butter of heaven, baby. You, come on, you'll be big bread for folks. You'll be life from somebody. You kidding me? No earthly good. 
too you're too heavenly to affect earth. Yeah, right. That's what earth needs. It needs you. Full of God. Overflowing. Splashing on everybody. Just splashing on everybody. Praise God. Every believer shall be able, should be able to get up and go, be blessed. And just swing their arm and a whole row of people at work fall out under the power of God. Amen. Just be blessed. Just be blessed. Praise God. We got too much. We're like we're bursting with the blessing. You know what I'm saying? It's like if you don't bless somebody, you're going to burst. That's where we need to get to. Don't you think? Because that's the kind of God who's in us. We got a God who's great on the inside of us. He's just, he's just full. He's full of life. And, and we've been holding him back. It's amazing we can even do it. It's amazing the power of doubt and unbelief that we can hold back, that we can contain the almighty God, that we can keep him from being God through our lives. We got to let him go. We got to let him see Jeremiah, the man that takes us higher. Remember what he said? He said his word was in me like fire shut up in my bones. And he said, I grew weary of holding him back. I couldn't hold him back anymore. That's what he said. That's what he said. That's why it doesn't matter how much they threatened him and they said they were going to kill him. He, could, he couldn't keep silent. He could, the apostle said the same thing. It says, we can't help but speak the things we have both seen and heard. Remember that? They said, we're going to, those religious leaders said, we're going to kill you if you mention that name anymore. They said, we can't help it. We can't, we can't help but speak the things we've seen and heard. See, these men were full. They understood that they had El Shaddai living on the inside of them. How could you get me to close my mouth? How, how could I hold out of the abundance of the heart the mouth speaketh? I've got to turn him loose. I've got to let him out. Psalm 37. He said, but the meek shall inherit the earth. And shall delight themselves in the abundance of peace. The abundance of peace. I like this. A life where you delight yourself with an abundance of peace. That, now that word peace there in the Hebrew is the word shalom. Shalom. It means tranquility. Completeness. I think of tranquility. I think of a tranquilizer. Come on, somebody. We got to have the tranquilizer of the Spirit of God. Who gets that? The meek. The meek. The meek. They're not weak. They've just been tranquilized. They delight themselves in the abundance of tranquilization. It means completeness. Safety. The abundance of safety. The abundance of safe. I mean, we're so safe. We're so saved and we're just so safe. I mean, a thousand may fall at your side, 10,000 at your right hand. Not coming near you. Somebody say, I'm so safe. So safe. So secure. It means soundness, health. They shall delight themselves in the abundance of health. The abundance of health. The very picture of health. Prosperity. Prosperity with God, especially in covenant relationship. 
We have a covenant relationship with God. And I think of someone in covenant relationship. I, I, think, of, I think of David, who became king. But before he was king, he was just a youth. And he was faced with a giant. How many remember that? And he pursued that giant. While everybody else was running and hiding from the giant, David was running towards the giant. He was absolutely, totally fearless. He was totally fearless. He knew that he had a covenant with God and the giant didn't. So he knew that victory was sure. He knew he would triumph. He knew he would win. This is an old covenant man. This is an Old Testament man. How much more us today? See, some people look at him, now David was special, you know, God did a little something special for David to make David like that. No, that's for you and I to be just like that. We should be attacking our giants because they're not really giants because we're so far above them. What the devil calls a giant, we say it's a midget. You know, it's a munchkin. Small. That's what the devil is to us. He's a, he's a small fry. He's a little guy. Are you getting this? I mean, we're not just having fun here. We're getting our lives transformed. We're getting our, think, we're getting our thinking straightened out. So we go from this place, we go out of this place walking tall. And we're not walking out of here in fear and worry and anything you came in here worrying about, you're laughing at now. You came in here biting your nails. Bless God, you're going out of here with a pedicure and... The pedicure, manicure, and a pedicure. I mean, you're getting the whole thing. You're biting your nails. You know what I'm saying? You're biting your nails coming in, but you're going out of here manicured. You came in here just about ready to cry and quit, but you're going out of here laughing, cracking the whip. Somebody say shalom. Man, we need to have it like Jesus because he's in us. His spirit is in us. He's the prince of peace. He's the prince of shalom. He lives on the inside of us. An angry mob of people came to get him. And he looked at him and said, who do you seek? They said, Jesus of Nazareth. He said, I am. And they all fell backwards. Don't you just love that? I am. You're looking for me? And they all fell backwards. Now, that's the power of God. It's the power of God. Nobody could take him. Nobody could take him. He had to lay it down. He had to lay it down. I was lying in my bed. This is years ago, probably about 25 years ago, to be almost exact. I was lying in my bed, and uh, I heard those words. The Spirit of God specifically spoke them to me. I mean, I know I have it in the Bible, but he specifically, I heard it. He spoke it to me. As I was half awake, he said, nobody takes my life from me, but I lay it down. And I knew he was saying that for me, to believe that way. To believe that way about my life. Nobody takes my life from me. I will lay it down when I'm done with it. Nobody's taking it from me. No devil's going to take me out. Say it yourself. Say, say, nobody takes my life from me. I'll lay it down when I'm done. And I'm not done yet. Psalm 65, we're talking about the God of abundance here. He's the God of abundant life. He's the God who's more than enough, the all-sufficient one. 
Psalm 65, 11, he says, the psalmist said, you crown the year with goodness and your paths drip with abundance. See, there it is again. There's the dripping. Dripping, just dripping, just satiated, saturated, dripping. And notice, you crown the year. What year? The year 2020. Well, what year is that? That's the year of plenty. That's the year of plenty. He's going to crown the year. Praise God, he's going to crown the year. God's thinking in terms of years. He recognizes this year. I said he recognizes this year. And he's called this year. We got it by the Spirit of God that it's the year of plenty. The year of plenty. Well, bless God, he's going to crown it. He's going to crown it with goodness. And our paths are going to be dripping with abundance. Psalm 72, 7. It says, in his days, the righteous shall flourish and abundance of peace until the moon is no more. Let me read that from the New International Version. It says, in his days, may the righteous flourish and prosperity abound till the moon is no more. How many people expect the moon not to be around much longer? No, as long as the moon is here, glory be to God, our days are going to flourish in prosperity. Because Why? Because he is the all-sufficient one. I said he's the all-sufficient one. The word sufficient means abundant. He's the abundant one, the God of abundant life. It means enough. Well, he's God who's more than enough. That word sufficient also means plenty. He's the God of plenty. Praise God. He's the God of plenty. Somebody say, I got more than enough. See, if you got him, you got revelation in him, then you got who he is. You got more than enough. You got more than enough. You got more than enough to handle anything and anyone. I mean, no, he can make any crooked place straight. He can get you through any trial, any test. Can he? Will he? Yeah, he's already given you himself. He's already given you everything you need that pertains to life and godliness. He's already given you everything you need to deal with whatever comes your way. Now, the apostle Paul, there was a time in his life, he did not know that. He did not know that. And uh, the devil was harassing him. A messenger of Satan was beating him causing all kinds of problems for him. And in 2 Corinthians, the 12th chapter, Paul got desperate. He got desperate. In verse 7, it says, Unless I should be exalted above measure, unless I should, unless I should get up too high, unless I should get up too high, by the abundance of the revelations. See, this all confirms what I just said. Revelation of God's word will exalt you. It will bring you up higher. It will bring you up higher. Well, I'm people know the devil don't want you to go up any higher. Like we just illustrated before. He's going to be calling back to you to come back down here. Come back down here. He doesn't want you to get up there. Because then you get out of reach of what he can do in your life. Lest I should be exalted above measure. 
by the abundance, there it is again, abundance of revelation. Man, we need to have an abundance of revelation. We need to, I mean, not just know the Bible, we need to know the Bible. You know what I'm talking about? We need to have an abundance of revelation. Oh, man. I, I just love it when everything is just, 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 just causes revelation. Everything. I mean, you get in the Word of God, you, you forget about reading through the thing. I mean, you just get stuck there. And I mean, every verse, you're just getting stuff. Every verse, you're getting stuff. That's an exciting place to be. And people say things and you get revelation. Just an abundance of revelation. Because revelation is the answer. It's the answer to everything in life. It's going to be the thing that brings us up higher. And so, lest I should be exalted above measure by the abundance of revelation. You know, it's amazing how many religious commentators have no concept of what I'm teaching on tonight. They have no concept. And so much of the church world has no concept of what I'm talking about. And if you went and you read commentaries on this verse, one commentary after the other, one translation after the other, with them, the translator, trying to explain that verse to you. They're all saying the same thing. They're all saying, unless he should become conceited. Lest I should be conceited, is what Paul said here. Lest I should be conceited. You look up the word exalt, that's nothing new with being conceited. Lest I should be ex- conceited. Lest I be puffed up in pride. Lest I become arrogant. That's all these different translations. A thorn, uh, you know, a thorn in the flesh was given to me, a messenger of Satan. You know, because of the abundance, because I was learning, I was learning too much of the Word of God. I was getting, I, I might, I was in danger of getting in pride. In other words, being exalted is pride. That's 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 all they think. They think about you being exalted. Oh, Christian being exalted, that's pride. That's being puffed up. Couldn't possibly be in, being lifted up. Couldn't possibly be being built up, raised up, taken up. To a higher place has to be puffed up. See, Christians just get they get puffed up because Christians Christians are not to be exalted. Christians are humble. They're down here. They're down here. That's where they are. They're in a low place. Christians are low. They're low, low lives. Low. They're just old, old sinners saved by. You're just an old sinner. You're down here with the sinners, and the sinners are around here with the devil, and that's where you are. You're an old sinner, saved by grace. Not saved to the uttermost, but just saved. You're not perfect. You're just forgiven. You understand that? I'm telling you, it's, we're talking the majority of the body of Christ and the teachers out there. That's what, that's what they teach. That's the image people have. They don't know he's El Shaddai. And he's living on the inside of them. And he's Jehovah Jireh, the God who sees ahead and provides everything they have needed in life and a whole lot more. He's the all-sufficient one. They, they, they don't see him as the all, he, oh, he's the all-sufficient one, but you're, you're not sufficient. You don't have anything. To, you know, there's no sufficiency about you. You're just getting by down here. They have no idea. Meanwhile, over in James or Peter or both, he talks about if you will humble yourself under the mighty hand of God, he will exalt. There's that word. He will exalt you in due time. He's going to puff you up in due time. 
he's going to get you arrogant and conceited in due time. Is that what it's saying? Is that what it's saying? Of course not. If you humble yourself, the meek shall inherit the earth. And they shall delight themselves in the abundance of shalom. And their paths are going to drip with butter, milk, and honey. Come on, somebody. Paul's getting exalted. He's coming up. He's going higher than anybody's gone before in the Christian faith. He's coming up. Because the abundance of revelation is bringing him into an abundant life. An abundant life. You don't get an abundant revelation walking in pride and being conceited. If you're, if you're over here in the flow of revelation, you are not in pride. Because if you're in pride, you are not going to get revelation. Because you are not in the spirit, but in the flesh. So, lest I should be exalted, like James talked about. Because of humbling myself in the abundance of revelation. A thorn in the flesh was given to me, a messenger of Satan to buffet me, lest I should be exalted above measure. Concerning this thing, I pleaded with the Lord three times that it might depart from me. He got desperate. He's like, God, take it away. Take it away. Take it away, Jesus. I can't do it anymore, Lord. Take it away. Take it away. Because he was ignorant of something. The apostle Paul was ignorant of the God who's more than enough. He was ignorant of the all-sufficient one that was right there on the inside of him. That was already very much a part of his life. He was ignorant of that. That's why he's saying, oh God, take it away. Take it away, Jesus. And so God helped him. Thank God. God helped him. And he said to me, my grace is sufficient. Sufficient, because he's the all-sufficient one. My grace is sufficient for you. It's more than enough for you. For my strength, we're talking about his grace. My strength is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, watch this now, most gladly I will rather boast in my infirmities or my weaknesses that the power of Christ may rest upon me. He no longer feared the thorns in the flesh. In fact, he goes on to say, therefore I take pleasure in them. I take pleasure in them. Praise God. I take pleasure in them. Why? How could you take pleasure in them? Because that's when the power of Christ rests upon his life. In other words, he had more than enough power and strength to deal with whatever the little devil and his little thorn might throw at him. Do you understand what I'm saying? The thorn shrunk. He's like, I got it. Take it away, God. Take it away. And God says, hey, Paul, I got a revelation for you. My grace is me freely bestowed upon your life. And I'm El Shaddai. I'm the all-sufficient one. You have more than enough 
right now to take care of whatever the little devil will throw at you. And as his perspective changed, the big spear that was lunged into him by the messenger of Satan, it shrunk and it was a splinter. It was just a split, just turned into a splinter. See, because he got bigger. He got bigger in God, or God got bigger in him. You understand what I'm saying? He got a perspective of a big Jehovah Jireh. He had a big Jehovah Jireh. You understand what I'm saying? And when he had, he had recognized he had a big Jehovah Jireh, the little thorn. Just fell off him. He went ding. He says, I like this. I like these. I like these little infirmities and weaknesses. I like these things. Because, because when the devil sh- throws his best shot at me, bless God, you're going to see something even better. When he tries to act like the big bad devil, you're going to see a mighty good God manifest in my life, hallelujah, and just crush the works of the devil under my feet. Just crush the devil and all his works under your feet. Can you say amen? Oh, hallelujah. He got a revelation that God's grace was sufficient for him, that God didn't shortchange him. He had more than enough. He had more than enough. And in fact, this word here, sufficient, in in 2 Corinthians 12, 9, it means to be enough, to suffice, to be possessed of unfailing strength. That's God's grace. To be possessed of unfailing strength. Somebody say, I'm possessed. Now you think about possession. Let's just think about that for a moment. You look in the word of God and you see a guy possessed of the devil. And they chain the guy. And he breaks the chains. And he just takes everybody and just throws them. And nobody can bind him. Why? He's full of the devil. What happens when a believer is full? What happens when a believer recognizes that he's full to the full with the almighty God? Come on, somebody. We just got to get this. What's going to happen to him? He's going he's to recognize he's possessed with unfailing strength. Unfailing strength. That's why you see that demon-possessed guy? He, was, he wasn't afraid of anybody until Jesus showed up. Jesus steps out of the boat and he goes, ah. See? Jesus just walking, Mr. Meek. He's just walking very meekly. The devil's just not freaking out in that guy. That guy's got possessed with the devil. I mean, they couldn't bind him with chains or anything. There was actually two of them. If you read all the accounts of the Word of God, there were actually two of them. There were two naked demon-possessed men up in those tombs. They were cutting themselves. They were crazy. They were out of their minds. And one of them, we don't know what happened to one of them, but one of them ran to Jesus. He ran to him. And he fell down at Jesus' feet. And the demons inside the man are screaming. Ah! 
What have we to do with you, Jesus? But the, but the man that wanted deliverance, he fell down and worshiped Jesus. He got himself to the feet of Jesus. And Jesus delivered him, all those devils. And it wasn't this big thing. It wasn't like, you know, Jesus had to do something big. Jesus just looked at him and went, go. Don't you love that? I think Clint Eastwood, Jesus, I think it's kind of, you know. Go. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's who we are. We're, we're like the Clint Eastwoods. You know? We just, walk, we just walk through this life. Is there a problem over here? <laughs> Got all these guys. They're armed. They're dangerous. Got all this stuff. And we just walk right in the middle of it. Hey, you shouldn't be doing that. I think you ought to be out of here. Go ahead. Make my day. (laughs) 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 Also, you wake up with a little symptom. The devil's so afraid of you. Well, he's so afraid of him who's in you. And if you act like you know what he knows about you and who's in you, oh my. Oh my. (laughs) What does the Bible say? Resist the devil and he will flee from you as in terror, the Amplified Bible says. He'll flee from you as in terror. So we just have to, we just have to know who we are. Somebody say, I'm possessed. With unfailing strength. I'm saved to the uttermost. I am out of my mind. And I have the mind of Christ. It's no longer I who live. But it's El Shaddai. The God who's more than enough. The all-sufficient one. Who lives in me. Hallelujah. Praise God. Come on, stand on your feet. Thank the Lord tonight. Glory to God. Woo, hallelujah. I'm glad I came to church tonight. Woo, hallelujah. Thank God for the utterance of the Holy Ghost. Boy, he's our helper, isn't he? He is our helper. I got help tonight. I was helped. Praise God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Somebody say there's no high like the most high. Isn't it sad that you got sipping saints out there? Drinking their little wine. It's okay to drink wine. Bible talks about wine. It's like, who in the world wants some kind of fermented grape? I mean, really, you're going like, to like be on the edge of saved and unsaved, and we're not really sure if you're saved. We saw you sip of wine. We don't really know. Is that where you're going to live over a sour grape? 
man, you can have the new wine? Huh? You can be full of the Holy Ghost? You can be full of the Spirit of God? We're going to play around with alcohol? We're going to play around with pot? Really? Pot? I'm going to smoke pot. I just can't stop. I just can't stop. You can't stop. Get in the elevator. Get in the elevator until it fills with smoke, bless God. Get in the elevator. Take you up higher. To you, you find out what it means to be high. You don't know what it's like to be high. I know what it's like to be high. You don't know what it's like to be high. You're living a counterfeit high. I'm talking to somebody out there probably, I'm sure. Can't be in here. Somebody watching by satellite. Stop it. Get in the elevator. Get in the word of God. Come up higher. God's got a much higher life for you to live. Turn to somebody and say, there's no high like the most high. Praise God for it. <laughs> Woo, hallelujah. I'm about ready to just go there. How about you? Great, we've been touching on it tonight. I'm about ready to just go there. Can you say amen? We better stop right now. Father, we thank you so much. Thank you for John Wayne, Clint Eastwood. We thank you. Thank you for all these great men of faith. All these great examples, you know. Just thank you. <laughs> you know Clint Eastwood is in the Hall of Fame of Faith in Hebrews 11. You know that. He's in there. We just got to find him. Oh, bless the Lord, oh, my soul, and all that is with him in me. Praise God. Hallelujah. Some say, I will not be satisfied until I awake, dripping with his goodness, looking like him, the all-sufficient one, the God who's more than enough. Father, we thank you so much for the word. Thank you for the truth. Thank you for utterance. Thank you for your wonderful Holy Spirit who is with us, imparting faith to us, strengthening us, lifting us even tonight into a higher place of thinking. Help each one, Lord, to be committed every day to keep themselves coming up higher, coming up higher. Uh, And Lord, until we're just overflowing constantly, full to the full, and you're able to be the God who's more than enough, the all-sufficient one, all the time in our and through our lives. We thank you for it. We love you, Lord. We worship you. That concludes this message. For more information about Life of Faith Bible Church or Stephen Fraser Ministries, go to our website at lofbc.org. While you're there, be sure to check out the many other teaching series and books by Stephen Fraser. That website again is lofbc.org. And you can always call 888-542-2555. We trust today's message has encouraged your faith and strengthened your spirit to live the victorious life. And until next time, remember, we always triumph and we always win.